0: Good evening. Infidels, (laughs) so good. Oh my
1: gosh, Jeff Dunham's a national treasure, man.
0: If he's not, (laughs) he's quickly becoming one. What Mm -hmm. is going on, everybody? Welcome back, or welcome for the first time to the Battle Bros Podcast. My name is Mac, this handsome sob, son of Montezuma. Before anybody gets offended, Um, this is this guy over here. This is Alamo. I got a stop for just a minute we're gonna kind of break the the flow of the show for just a minute i gotta tell you how awesome this guy is because like i have had an absolute shit week at work like it's been (laughs) rough i mean if you know what i do i can tell you about it sometimes but just like it's been getting getting accustomed to a new schedule dealing with clients that are just sometimes a little bit on the coarser side of things things get a little bit rough and like I'm sitting here, I was late getting on here a few minutes ago. I'm dragging ass. And I get on here and I'm talking to this guy to my left over here, and I'm just like, Let's go kick this chicken. Absolutely. Like, I'm ready to, it might have been that it might have <laughs> been this um this monster energy drink that I've got going on here. We're not sponsored by them
1: and they're he not is yeah. slightly caffeinated, folks.
0: I'm 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 right where I need to be, brother. <laughs>
1: let's uh yeah See, let's not, i need to let's come, come off mis- of my caffeine high so camera yeah.
0: it, it's I, i've been drinking this uh honey chamomile vanilla tea from uh from walmart man it's right as rain dude like it's right where it needs to be <laughs> So good. So, yeah. like I said, welcome to the show. If you haven't been with us before, um, check us out online. You can find us on any one of the social media accounts. We've got the YouTube. We got like, the Facebook, share, so the social.
1: subscribe, hit the notification bell. All, all the social medias. We got the Insta.
0: We got the Twitter. We got the Facebook. We got all that. We got the U-twit face, All that kind of crazy. Spotify, stuff.
1: Spotify. All that good stuff. Yeah.
0: So check us out. Um, if you haven't been to the show before, we're just two guys that know each other have have known each other for a long way too long way too long yeah um we have stayed friends through a lot of various things that have happened in our lives um we are both GWAT veterans uh alamo went to iraq i went to afghanistan um not too many years apart but um you know that's something that we have in common we're both army vets we're both 11 series guys and you know he's a he's a a chuck chuck he's a chuck chuck i'm a i'm a bang bang so um yeah, that's we have a lot of similarities, and you should be amazed. I want to warn you folks if you're joining us for the first time, you should be amazed at the fact that we can put on a damn podcast because we mm-hmm. don't get a lot of things done. When I are most do a lot if of If you look at
1: like all the scars from our knuckles, you know, yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> that's it. That should tell you a little bit about that's, that's a shirt yeah.
0: right there, just us going, looking like, <laughs> looking like friggin' sim- like. <laughs> Looking like simian idiots. That's it's yeah. great. Oh man, so dude, yeah. the caveman. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna animate us and put us on a t-shirt. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah,
0: that's good stuff. Yeah. So hopefully you <laughs> like what you hear. Um, we kind of we'll get into how we got started at the end of the show and whatnot. Um, what did we talk about last week, dude? I don't even I don't remember. We- <laughs> Dude, like I said, it's been a week, man. What, oh, what are we talking Lord. about? Do I got to look it up real quick?
1: Uh, it's possible because now I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. No, you're good. My bad. We talked about last week. doodly doodly We can diddly. get to it
0: quicker. Yeah!
1: Yes, indeed. Let's see. Like I
0: said, folks, it's amazing we're able to put on a show when we can't remember what we did from week
1: to week. We talked like, about holy crap. getting over... It was the go to sit call, damn it episode.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that was a good one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And uh, in case you guys didn't remember, didn't know or remember what that episode was about, we essentially were talking about how, you know, we as veterans need to get over not trying to take care of our issues, whether that's mental, physical, whatever
0: get over that military machismo and just be like, and
1: hey, admit you hey, got a problem. Shit,
0: go to sick call, damn it. Like, <laughs> oh, insert, yeah, right?
1: Bill. <laughs> oh, Bill. I miss you, man. What are you Jeez. doing? Shit. We need to, we need to get, what, <laughs> We should have oh, dude, him on the so show. Just, just a, already. No. We should have him on the show just as a VIP, just so he could talk about when he, he was a dude, nom and all We could have him do an stuff.
0: intro. We could have him do an intro. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna reach out to him this weekend, man. No yes. joke. No joke. But just have him say, "Hey, shithead, you're listening to the Battle Bros <laughs> podcast. Pay attention." <laughs> Something like that.
1: Be, <laughs> God, that would that be that our opener. So that would be so good. That would be so funny.
0: <laughs> so good. Oh my god! Uh, and if you folks are, oh. are, are are know the bill that we're talking about, you know that that's pretty damn spot on. So it's all. Oh, fine, yeah. But but yeah, last week we talked about you know going to sick hall, um, basically just getting the help you need when you need it. Um, exactly. Don't 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 go into that whole spiral of oh I'm good I'm good because then after a while you realize well fuck I'm not good and yeah. I put myself here. So um, right. it was a good conversation. I thought we did really good with it. I'm and that's that thing that.
1: I think that's kind of the thing that like kind of a lot of the times leads into guys being, being a part of this, st- the 22 a day statistic, you know, it's, it, it's, it's something that would needs to be addressed and we need to address it more often to guys in the community. Cause I, I, I really don't think, I, I really don't think it's something that should be ignored. Cause you know, no. I, I'll, I'll no. admit I, I was a culprit of it. Like I, I, I denied my issues for like a few years, dude. A few years after I got back, so I can't. One of the one of the
0: biggest one of the biggest things you can face is that reflection in the mirror, and if you can't face that, it's like, let's have a chat, let's have a talk. So, um, yeah, but you know, again, I'm 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 biased, but I thought it was a great episode. All of our episodes are pretty awesome, except for like the first couple; they're pretty cringe. Um, I will admit that we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We've been doing this for this is episode zero five nine. That we're talking about tonight so yeah yeah, it's um we've had some cringeworthy stuff on here shuffle of a couple of them we thought would hit and they were just like
1: no No. we made ourselves laugh but uh when we watch it again it's just like (laughs) 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 it's not that funny
0: that's not great at all so So, yeah, you know, we, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you want us to talk about. Um, yes, feedback. Some please. suggestions, feedback. Leave all
1: comments that kind of stuff. in the comment boxes. Even oh, though we've been
0: doing this for going stuff. into the majority of our more than halfway through our third season, we're still uh, learning. We're still learning how to do this, still trying to get better and improve and make it more of a. Trying to
1: make it better for y'all
0: make it better for the consumers that need to see this kind of stuff. People that are going to be watching or listening or consuming the content, so to speak. That's right. Um, you know, it's, it's not always about us watching it or somebody watching it, you might, you know, and we'll say this later at the end of the show, but it's always kind of about you tell a friend and then they tell a friend and then they, somebody hears exactly. it. who needs to hear it. And they're just like, Oh, well shit. I'm not in as a dark place or as a bad yeah. place as I thought. There's hope for me. I can get help. That's what we're trying to do
1: the, the message isn't always about you it could be yeah. someone you know
0: you know pass it along pay it forward all that good stuff so <clears throat> so as i mentioned this is this is our latest and greatest episode of the battle Rose podcast with us um this is episode zero five nine we're doing a little bit of a special show today because of the fact mm-hmm. we're gonna have um we've only done this i think once or twice before i think it's just with brian that one time right Where we had a special guest.
1: Yeah, the last time we had a special guest. So this is the second time
0: we've done this. Um, We have a gentleman that's going to be coming on here in just a few moments. Um, Alamo uh, knows him from um, from his church and stuff.
1: Correct. Uh, The episode uh, that's Cornerstone Church in Deltona.
0: There you go. Shout out to Cornerstone Church in Deltona. So the name of this episode is Faith of the American Warrior. And let's go ahead and bring right. on our special guest. Uh, this gentleman is his name is Josh Rhodes. Josh is the pastor of uh, Cornerstone Church in Deltona. He's also a f- former- Small RV groups. Guy.
1: Small groups.
2: Pastor small. of small groups.
0: I'm already messing Yeah, up, I'm, I'm one of the pastors <laughs> here,
2: my friend. I'm not the lead. Oh well, okay. <laughs> but it's all good. You have to
0: forgive me for not knowing all that stuff. But anyway, it's Josh, uh, welcome to the program, man. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for uh, coming on and, and chatting with us tonight. We appreciate that. Having, yeah, for sure. Of course. Um, we've been. I know Alamo has been excited to do this one for a while. He's like, dude, yeah. I got this great idea. I'm going to get my guy Josh <laughs> come on here. It's going to be dope. I'm like, oh, okay, well,
2: yeah. We've just, been talking about it. We just we so, didn't having to link up schedules, man. So I'm happy yeah. to be able to be here. And again, thanks for this opportunity to be here with y'all.
0: And the moons have aligned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here There we go. So
2: the episode the, the title for tonight's episode,
0: everyone is Faith of the American Warrior. And the reason we brought Josh on is Josh is kind of an interesting guy because of the fact that not only is he um, a pastor at, at this church, but he's also a foreman, former 11 bang bang. Um, as we were we were mentioning beforehand, you were um, stationed at Fort Riley for mm-hmm. uh, out of big Red one. So um, we're gonna be kind of talking about like the differences in this aspect of religion um, from kind of three different viewpoints, perspectives, religiously, so to speak. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Josh being a pastor, Alamo being a little bit more devout in his faith and me kind of being somewhere in like the mm, gray area ish Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So (laughs) we all have our own beliefs, but just to the level of faith and to the intensity of that faith is probably going to be the big deciding and qualifying factor to differentiate, differentiate the three of us. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, Josh, let's get a little bit of background. Um, I know you don't like to talk about yourself too much, as you stated earlier, but let's just get a little bit of background information. Are you a Florida boy by chance? Or are you from elsewhere? Or?
2: Yeah, I'm a Florida boy, man. Wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Florida oh, boy. Nice. Sure. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I lived so, here since I was four. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, how did you go about joining the Army?
2: So, I always knew I was going to join. Uh okay. my, my grandfather, he was a corpsman and he served in three wars and um Wow uh, Yeah. And um then my that's dad a, was in the military.
0: That's a hell of a freaking lineage uh inherent. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. He actually my grandma's from South Korea, so when they had that Korean conflict, um okay. he, married, he, got, he got my he married who is my grandma, obviously, brought her over, and then my mom and blah blah blah. Here we are. So um then my dad was also in the military. Uh he was stationed you know, Fort Hood. And that's where I was born. Um, and so I was born on Fort Hood, Texas. I just come from it. And growing up, I've always had a warrior spirit, man. I, I was always into weapons, tactics and fighting. And you just want to be a warrior, you know. And um, so yeah. as I was growing older getting up, um, you know, after school and everything, I always knew I was going to go in. And so I figured I'd go to a place where I can hone my skills, but also learn some new ones and get some experience because, you know, When you're young you don't really have like that was it for me like the military was it i didn't have a backup plan school wasn't a thing right so i was just like i'm gonna go be a warrior and i'm gonna go do this thing um and so leading up to it i already knew it and i remember i was in class and i was in a it wasn't like a dropout prevention school that was later on for me (laughs) Um, but i was in this class that was supposed to be a lot easier for like i guess uh kids who had learning disabilities or maybe okay. you just, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like I did the FCAT. I was taken yeah. out and put into a different room because uh, I needed more time for things like that, you know? Sure. So I was taking up these classes in anyway, way. Um, I remember being in class and then the towers got hit, you know, and I just remember watching it and all of us, everyone. And I, I had friends whose dad worked yeah. in the Pentagon and just oh, all this wow. stuff is going on, you know, and, um, we just, uh, it was just in that moment. And then, you know, I graduated in 2004 and then I ended up going in the military, uh, after shortly after I graduated. Um, and so when I did that, man, I was really excited, but this thing was, was hopping and popping in 2004. We had already been in obviously. So things, it wasn't like Fallujah, that push had already happened, uh, with the Marines and all that stuff, you know? So things were a little calmer, but not so much. Right. We had already yeah. been there for some time by the time I went in. So um, I linked up with this recruiter, man. I was out in like three days, you know, um, and she, it was cool. I got a $20,000 sign-on bonus. I went in as a PFC. Ah, I went, one of
0: the lucky ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she held Ross,
2: man. If, if she, if you're watching this, thank you. Uh, her name was Sardin Ross, man. She was an MP and she was real cool, man. She was Thanks about it. So, you know, money. yeah, for sure. Um, and so you know, I, I told, and I walked in, I was the easy one. Cause I said, listen, I just want to be infantry. Right. And they were like, let's go. <laughs> uh, so, was that you? Yeah, that
0: was me. They're just like, they're like, I was like, you know, I was reading about this infantry
2: thing and he's probably sitting there going, got a bass on the line, got a fish yep. on the line. Hey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was the easy one, man. So I yeah. went in and I, I scored the really, I guess barely made it to, to even do that job, you know? And, um, Man, yeah, it was, I was out, and then I was out in three days, and then we we, we got after it, man. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, and we I, we arrived at like 3 in the morning, and we went yeah. to work, you know. And then uh, from there, the short of it is we basic training, Fort Benning, Georgia. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't go to any AIT or NTC or any of that stuff. We just – you stay there, right? And then um, – So you were
0: there for 14 weeks, just like we yeah. were. Yeah.
2: 14 yeah. weeks OSIT. That's the home of the infantry, man. It was cool, though. That's where Airborne's Mm -hmm. at. They were doing Ranger. Uh, They had a Ranger class going through um, uh, when we were there, too. So it was pretty cool to see that, too. Uh, So, yeah. Then we... uh...
1: Uh Uh-oh. I think we lost him.
2: I think it froze. Welcome back. Hey. Oh,
1: hey. There we go. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So we had went to... We got our orders to go, and if it, it turns out that a lot of us went to the same unit, uh, which was Fort Riley, Kansas, we were we were told that the unit we were going to be with was in Hawaii, and we were excited about it. And then come to find out, we get our orders, and they're telling us we got to go to Fort Riley, Kansas, because they were moving the unit from Hawaii to there. So they weren't going to ship us to Hawaii to ship us to Kansas. They threw us in Kansas. Oh, let me let
0: me interrupt you. <laughs> so like I
1: remember the army. <laughs> yeah, <You're> right.
0: <laughs> big green weenie strikes again
2: ah. yeah, <laughs> i remember
0: i remember uh the, you know the comedian sinbad yeah so he was telling a joke one time he cuz when he was a younger man he talked about joining the military he goes like he's like man i ended up joining the navy said so i'm going to travel the world i'm going to see all kinds of stuff he goes you know where they sent me Wichita, Kansas. You know how hard it is to describe right. Wichita, Kansas when you broke down on the side of the road. It's like, where are you at? I'm on a road. Uh, there's a telephone pole. <laughs> there's some <laughs> dead birds. Come get me. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah. know Florida boy like, going to Kansas, where there's snow and nothing. Right? Like you yeah. Topeka, Kansas. You got Topeka, Kansas, which you know that any city that's outside pretty much of the the base is really. Staying alive through there, so from the base, you know what I mean. So yeah. it wasn't the best, and then you yeah, had Junction. It's it was out there, up, yeah. <laughs> Junction City, Manhattan was right out the way. You know, you had to. I mean, just to go to Topeka or Kansas City, you had to go about two hours away. You know, yeah. so just to see any kind of different, like fun, you know, more like kind of like what we have our, our Orlando, you know. Yeah. So it was a different experience. Man, I had to learn how to drive in snow and all that stuff. I did some fun stuff, but. Um, you know, we went to Kansas and then we had this big celebration thing coming over and it turns out, turns out that the army at the time, the reason why they're throwing money at us and all this other stuff is that they were doing an experiment and they wanted to see how much or how quick they can get a battalion combat ready, how quickly. And so we literally, um, Alpha Bravo, Charlie, we had HHC down on the, you know, down on the very end. We had to build all of our stuff on the inside. we were, we're drywalls. We're building offices, everything, right? So not
0: yeah. not just uh, not just putting together a, a, a unit organically, but just like also your barracks and like your office buildings 100%. Stuff on Fort Riley.
2: One hundred percent. Damn. Our, our barracks. The, well, our barracks were really nice. They were in a hotel, so we didn't have to build the barracks. Um, okay. Kind of kind of deal. But our the company on the inside was one giant warehouse that we had to section out when we got there um when i first got to my unit we cared that you know um there was only three of us you know what i mean so and and we were just in this giant warehouse and then as everyone starts filtering in you know we're building up our offices i was a part of delta um i was a third platoon delta and um yeah man i mean the bathrooms and the structure was there but we had to build out everything else you know and then uh Gosh, when we came back, it was it came to be true because we didn't even have a battalion, there was nowhere to come back to. Dang. They, they either sent you home if that's what you wanted, if you didn't re enlist, or they sent you on to the unit that you re enlisted with or gave you the time off that you needed, whatever. So when we got back, there was no place to even go, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, except for you and holdover, you know. So we were literally, uh, and they threw a lot of money at us, man. We were we were, we were high speed for real. It was really cool because we did training with um, like the Kansas uh, Kansas City uh, college football team. They came out and they, they trained with us or they did a big article in the newspaper. And we're buddy battle carrying these big old guys, man, linebackers and stuff, you know? I'm five, I'm five, six, man. You know what I mean? But we was getting it done. And, um, and
0: you trying to buddy carry some all of some of them corn fed boys like, yeah, do, well, do you, you do, know,
2: do? my knee, you know, I would only be able to get about five steps. And then we have to take a break, you know, <laughs> just <a little> guy.
3: <laughs> and then we eventually,
2: we eventually had to hit, do teamwork and everything because it's a whole teamwork thing. It was really cool. It was really cool for them to come out and see how we trained and, the, and also to talk to them. And but, you know, um, I think all in all, it was about a year, a year and a half that okay. I mean, we had guys going to air assault school, CLS. I mean, I went to ITAS, you know, missile training school. There was they were just throwing training in schools left and right, man. We had guys going airborne. We had guys going down the snipers, the HAC guys. And it was really it was a really cool experience. We met General Schumacher of the army many times. Uh, he came out. He's like, you guys, black lines are making a big stir at the Pentagon and hyping us up and everything. And, you know, it was cool. It's a good experience. I met
0: I met General Shoemaker once. He was uh, he was involved. He's involved in at a charity here in, in Tampa, um, and he actually came into the, the retail shop that I worked at, and uh, we kind of struck up a conversation. Next thing I know, he's shaking my hand. I'm like, "Does this a four star General's coin? Like, this never happens to me.
2: No way." Dude, he's super cool, man. He really just is cool.
0: Great dude. I mean, I saw him in just like an old crushed
2: up country ass. You know? Yeah. But Bowl his stars—it was crazy because the stars don't even fit on the berets. So we had the berets at the time; they didn't fit the, <laughs> the Way they weren't a thing. Berets so
0: these, here, the stars are like out to here. Yeah, it
2: was a weird looking thing. Yeah, you respected it though. You didn't say nothing. No, you know? not at all.
0: No, I mean yeah. that's that's a that's a good dude right there. Like when mm-hmm. I talked to him, you could just tell that was a that was a leader. He was a good, fantastic.
2: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
0: So, um, you, you deployed with um Big Red One.
2: Black lines, yeah, yeah. Baghdad.
0: How long? We how long often. did you stay? How long did you stay with Big Red One before you left?
2: We were, What do you? What do you mean?
0: Like, how long were you? Were you with that? You know, did you do just one enlistment? Did you stay for multiple yeah. enlistments? No, I just
2: stayed with one enlistment. Okay, I'd so you were there for like what? I, six years? No, my contract
0: was for three oh that's right active duty i'm sorry i'm used to like mm-hmm.
2: i'm used to everything with the guard and stuff so it's all like oh yeah no stuff, I'm, so. that's
1: how they rolled with us back then there but yeah. i was
2: active and again i think it was there were there was because at that time there was like, i think because we didn't know it all all joe sees or a new recruit hears is twenty thousand dollars and some rank, right but there was a whole thing behind it because you know contracts and stuff change all the time Right. What they're yep. allowing goes in and out changes. I had to, at the time, I don't know what the tattoo policy is or the any of that stuff. I had to, on a paper, I had to draw all my tattoos all over the place. like, right? And I had to get a waiver for me to even get into the Army. And I don't know what the waiver looks like now, you know, so... <laughs> I know that
0: that that's changed uh, quite a bit in the last decade or so because it just kind of depends on on the guys that you have. We've definitely
1: gotten a lot more lax. Like
0: when we had uh, a lot not the guy now, but the guy before him, uh, Sergeant Major Grinston. now is the Sergeant Major of the Army, but the guy before him, Sergeant Major Daly, he was an 11 Bang Bang. So he had his Ranger tab, all that stuff. He's like, I don't care. Show up, do your job. Who gives a crap what your tattoos look like? The guy before him, though, was a uh, Sergeant Major of the Army Chandler, and he was a CAV guy. So, like, the k- tattoo policy got kind of strict back then. So, it's very interesting, and this is why I say Alamo. We tend to talk about, like, this whole cyclical stuff and timelines and, you know, mm-hmm. paradigm shifts, all that kind of stuff. We should, we should have that conversation. But, like, it's interesting to see how all that kind of stuff changes. I don't know what it is now. I just know that they went back to the old pinks and greens, which – I think look dope. They're awesome because they have so many I Honestly, many I, wish they, I
1: wish they could have gone back to that when oh, we were still in. That would have been so like the,
0: the blues were okay, but it's like, why are we making a ceremonial <laughs> uniform for everyday use? Like That's kind of no. dumb. When you're no. wearing your combat badge, combat patch, as like your um, enamel you know thing, I, I, I didn't agree with that. It's like, there's just more crap to pin onto it. You got to wear a, a metal replica yeah. of your tabs and all
2: no. they just need to go back to regular BDUs and call it a day, man. That was <laughs> or, quality. Or, they held or up. Or yep.
0: If you did like the ACU pattern in BDU style, like that and that camouflages, but like that layout and stuff where you got all the flaps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I mean the multicam looks good. I I like it. It's apparently it works. It does. I, I never but, used it. This guy knows. You did know, you I, did you have an issue, Alamo?
1: Uh, right before we went to Afghanistan, well, the, the MP unit that I was going to go with at the time, they got it right before, like I actually was about to get issued the uniform. And then because I was leaving, they were like, eh, so, yeah. but it is a great, it is a great uniform though.
2: So, okay. Yeah, so kind of to... the second rotation, um, with the new ACUs like we were the right after basic training because we got in, issued the acus uh there was we we were we were the second ones to be on the scene like graduate with the new acus you know what i'm saying yeah. so there wasn't a whole lot of people that had them yet and i gotta tell you man them things were garbage bro right straight up, straight <laughs> yeah.
1: up. so well, they blended in. was they blended it with stuff all right a yeah. pile of gravel yeah. uh, staticky uh, tv you got you your got grandma's this. ugly couch Ugly <laughs>
0: couch, or you got Aboli, you got abuela's, you know, staticky ass TV. You just be like, and that's you're yeah. gonna freeze right in front of that. I, I well, actually, listen, yep, this, it's it. j- it's it's just like with Kyle's interview when we talk about the nitty gritty stuff. Here, you got three guys, we're three eleven, you know, we're three eleven series guys, and we're just talking about stuff the way it is. And we'll tell you, ACUs were trash. Gar- ACUs yeah. were hot garbage. Thank yeah. you. Said what I said. Come at me, bro. Moving on.
1: Had anyway, they, yeah. Had they used different color patterns, it might have worked better.
2: I mean the color pattern was whatever. It was just the quality of it. You know, sand oh, yeah. and, sand and sand and dust don't go well with velcro. It just I, doesn't. I, uh, I had a
1: I had a couple of crotch blowouts on those uniforms. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I <laughs> remember I
2: remember getting
0: I remember, getting, I remember right. getting issued a new pair of trousers and like you had the, the calf pockets at the bottom of the trouser leg
3: mm-hmm. and like
0: the leading edge where it was supposed to be stitched down. Nah fam it was already it was, the, it was like there was a oops i forgot oh i was on a break yeah
3: i, just
0: I mean, forgot I mean, about this it's it's trash it was a I cool idea it's, all about,
2: it's all, yeah they were trying something look i yeah they weren't bad it, but they were i mean if yeah. you're going <laughs> to i mean for me i mean the guys that you know, if you're just wearing it around town, it was a it great, it was an awesome, it was a good looking uniform. I didn't think it was bad. I like to crease it, though. We couldn't crease it because you'd melt the fabric, right? Yeah. Uh, it was breathable, which is good when you're over in those kinds of environments. But still, I think if you're if you're going to be running and gunning, yeah, having I, I a wish more quality of a uniform where you're not, pockets are ripping off and all this when you need that stuff. You
0: know? I remember seeing we because where I was at in Afghanistan, we had a couple of different uh, ODA teams rotate through, and these guys were taking like their old woodland BDUs and like taking the pockets and putting the chest pockets up here oh, and okay. on yeah. all that like, like and they were like doing their own version of it, and it's like that just looks like it works so much better, like duh, like you know yeah. obviously, and you know you got guys that know what they're doing, and plus the whole they you know they they change the pattern. There's there's this thing about. Multicam is from uh, Cry. uh, It was was invented by Cry Precision, and then they changed the pattern enough to where it was not a copyright infringement, so they didn't have to pay the copyright to Cry Precision and stuff. Pattern. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. We call it Scorpion. I was just like, really. Yeah,
2: it's weird. I mean, that that gray and all that don't go in desert. You Mm -hmm. know. It's just weird, man. But I mean, there's nothing like
0: the Marines have it simple. They've got digital woodland and they've got digital desert and it works. But like, let's yeah. just stick with what we had. We had three, three color. We had three color desert BDU and we had woodland and it's like, all right, we're good. You know, but
2: I, I still think, I still think, you know, terrain dictates. And I understand that, yeah. you know, you have to have different uniforms to identify different things and different, I get it, you know, but you know, those kind of colors just doesn't you make yourself more of a target you stand out but yeah. it is what it is right yeah what are you going to do
0: before we derail this conversation any further let's get back on track shall we boys um so <laughs> you were you were there you did one enlistment with uh Big Red 1 um you got out how did how did you go about going now let me kind of start this conversation this way Were you, did you have, were you a person of faith when you were in the military? What did that look like? I mean, did you, were you devout in your beliefs? Were you kind of like, eh, or was it, you know, more so when you were on deployment, you know, kind of like, I'll tell you for me. So like I, my parents both grew up Catholic. Um, They did not get married in the church because uh, the Catholics, the church was like, eh, your mom's kind of, you know, whatever. So my mom and dad left the church just because they're like, we're getting married, so bump y'all. Um so I I never really knew that growing up. Um because you know, and that's something my mom has said. She's like, the one thing I regret is not getting you boys kind of exposed to that and kind of at least let you make your own decisions and stuff. I was like, I get that. Um my first kind of experiences with that was when <clears throat> excuse me um when I was at uh basic when I was there from uh in 03 I was at uh, Delta Two Five Four right there, right there where uh, I know it's it's all changed now. But it was right there at the start of Sand Hill from 30th AG. That's not even 30th AG anymore. It's something else, like a another type of reception facility or something. But anyway, um, we would go. You had the option of going to mass every Sunday. That's one of the few times. And you know, me not really being a person. I know I did. I. I would just kind of go, you know, just, I kind of went the one time because I knew my mom and dad and my family had some some Catholic practices and methodologies and stuff from past experiences. So I would go and, you know, not knowing anything, like stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, kneel, Don Mr. Viscous, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, after a while, though, like, this is the first second time I went, I was like, man, I, t- I tell you, like, it's just kind of giving me that little bit of, emotional and just kind of gives me that little bit of shot in the arm. Like, okay, let's get this next week going and let's see what happens, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you get to the end of the week and you're just like, you're kind of tired, you're run down and stuff. And then you go to church and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed up. Let's do this. You know, let's go kick this pig kind of thing. So what did that look like for you, Josh?
2: Yeah. So great question. Um, my mom, um, I, I have to start here I just because I think it would make sense um, for some people um my mom was a uh, she was in a very uh, physically and a abu- uh, verbally abusive relationship with my father and she left when i was four with my sister um who was three years younger than me okay and we we came down here and so i've been introduced to the church um at a young age because my mom is a single mom now right so she left from pennsylvania down to here um florida and so she there's we are actually going to trinity church And i remember it as a kid you know and so i've been in church you know my whole life and the kids stuff and um but you eventually start running the streets right your mom's working the jobs and she ain't really home so you start running the streets and i grew up and uh i've been saved on basketball courts man i've been saved everywhere you know what i mean and it really wasn't real you know it was, uh, I knew there was a heaven and a hell, and I just didn't want to go to hell, and I've always believed in that, um, but I didn't really know what exactly that was, in Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So, man, fast forward, you know, I'm getting all these, uh, you know, I'm getting saved. So I'm in, I'm in the military, and I'm like, man, I'm about to go to war, and if there is a heaven, if there is a God, a heaven and a hell, there's a very good chance that I could go to one of those places, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the army now. And, um, and we were in a time of war. So, um, I started, I got baptized again, uh, when I was in the army, just like you guys, like we, they, you guys it sounds like you had a choice to go. We didn't. Um, my drill instructors, they were like, you're going like, that's their only time that they get a break from Joe kind of thing. <laughs> so they're like, y'all are going, there's no, you, you can go, you can close your eyes. You don't have to listen. So all of us were going, there was none of us that stayed back and um that's the way that that went for us so um but for me in my belief system uh that worked and so i ended up getting baptized in there and i got a little bible and one of my friends Sordo, who was in basic training with me we ended up going in in the same unit uh he, he started ta- taking me in with the bible and man every night i got into this habit of just reading songs and i don't know anything about anything you know i don't know what's supposed to do how am i supposed to be forgiven i, I just don't know anything i'm just reading um and so then once i get to the once we graduate and everything you know i start going to uh I, I don't know i just you start drinking with joe and you start partying and start doing all that so my faith really wasn't established when i was okay. in the military you know i've been exposed yeah. to it and it just wasn't established um and it wasn't it, it wasn't really established until i got out you know what yeah. i mean
1: um you know you say that josh that I can I can honestly really identify that because when um, when I was in high school right before I right before I left for the military I, I ended up being a practicing Catholic and um, I remember that picture know, of
0: you actually going to your confirmation You wearing that really yeah. dope ass suit and your mom yeah. was like she's like oh my baby <laughs> I'm so proud of my son. <laughs> I, shook, I, I shook hands
1: with the with the regional bishop for uh, yeah. I think it was uh, the Tampa area, which is which he's it's based a, out of St. Pete or whatever. Saint,
0: yeah, the St. Pete diocese. Yeah,
1: and you know it, it's it was it's crazy, man. Like, cause, you know, like I said, practicing Catholic pretty much entire my entire time through high school, Ooh. went into the military. Um, you know, I kind of kind I kind of always figured like you know I got to do the right thing because you know you know god's watching but again it was one of those things of like you know i fell into the whole thing of like you know i'm with the boys you know i'm doing stuff you know i'm drinking joking you know whatever um and when i got out you know i i like to say to myself the only reason i the only reason i got saved is because i made a i made a i made a promise with god when i was over there in iraq like look lord you know, prove to me you're real. You know, if if you're really up there, you know, you gotta save my neck. And there there were moments out there where you know I'm and and I'm gonna be honest, there there were moments when we were out there that I'm positive something was meant for us. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Um Amen. And, <laughs> and I when I got back home. You know, I kind of went, started trying to go back into the routine, and then I, then I had to, I had to stop and pause for a moment. I was like, "Hmm." You still remember that? For you still remember that that thing I said? Or, yeah, you still remember that thing? Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so he just had um, me say, "You're up there, buggy." <laughs> yeah. So I ended up. So I ended up going, and I ended up. Um, you know i ended up starting to get back into church and mm-hmm. you know my sister is you know who kind of you know really got me back into it and mm-hmm. i think right before which, which one nilka um yeah, right that, before that kind of fits, <laughs> right before um my first son was born i got water baptized and uh it was a it was a it was a it was a really profound moment i got i got baptized mm-hmm. with my mom I got baptized with my wife Tish yeah. while she was pregnant with Jaden. So, you know, that's cool. That's man. why. I, that's that's why I always say that. That's that's my wonder boy. There, he's 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 gonna be doing something great. I just don't know what it is. I don't even think mm-hmm. he even cares. At least not now. <laughs> Stop,
0: dude, that's, I hear you talking. Go in there and wash your butts. Like, <laughs> dude, listen. We'll have meetings twice a week, and he's just like, so we can have it.
3: The- yeah.
0: Get in there and wash your butt. Like that's that's what you hear coming out of this dude across the thing. I'm like, come on, bro, come on. Yeah.
2: It, but, the it t- t- but you
0: know, it's different though. I got a little girl, so like, you know, yeah. I have a, a sassy, you know, gonna be nine going on 27 year old princess, you know. So it's mm-hmm. I don't hear that locker room like type of stuff. So it's just like, ugh, so, mm. But it's <laughs> it's it's great, man.
2: And see what but one thing I do want to emphasize though is there there is religion and then there's a relationship. Right. Yeah. There are two different things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Mac, what you experienced was religion. Like the get up, sit, stand, kneel, all of that. You know, Jesus said who the Son sets free is free indeed. Yeah. Um, and so w- he's about a relationship, right? The first and greatest commandment that he says to love your the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And the second one is like it to love your neighbor as yourself, right? So yep. God wants a relationship simply with you, with me, with Alamo. He wants a relationship, and he doesn't want religion, you know? And um, I just wanted to say that, you know what I mean? Um, Based off of what you're experiencing, you you have a relationship with Manny. It's the same thing, only you can have that with a sovereign and holy God.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as I was saying, when it it comes to me, um, I, you know, Catholicism, you know, wasn't bad. I just... Let me try to find a good way to put this. That doesn't seem disrespectful or anything. I just didn't start off and go through the whole process like most people do. Like you have to go to catch yeah. some classes and like like Manny like I'm like Macho. I'm, I'm sure you've done before. You know, like you had to go through like the whole, oh yeah all the, the whole nine yards. Get mm-hmm. through that all that. Stuff. I, I was in my <clears throat> I was
1: in my church's youth group. I was in all yeah. that stuff, doing all yeah, that yeah, stuff, I'm, getting confirmed and stuff.
0: So and I was just like you know it's you know it's funny like I I relate a lot of things to humor. So like. You know, like all the jokes you hear about being married, they're funny because they're true, and like it <laughs> reminds me of like Steve Harvey. He's like, Mom, "Mom, going to church is too much. I'd rather just go to hell. It's just too much trouble. Like it's too much work." Don't I get credit for going last week? And like you had to find something fun, and then he's like, "I found Sister Odell." Then I want to go to church all the time, but you know, so it. I was like, I kind of felt like that a little bit, but what kind of changed the change the tide for me? Um, When I was with my daughter's mother, when we were together, we actually, she was kind of like, hey, let's start going to church. And we ended up going to a a really nice church uh, out my way. And the biggest thing is like, it's non-denominational. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know all the differences and whatnot. And then like to get up there and to hear the pastor have a conversation that was about as frank and blunt and honest as two dudes talking you can't talk to this man about being an alcoholic when you're addicted to watching pornography. I'm like, damn, did he just say porn in the church? Like,
3: whoa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Absolutely. So like that kind of really kind of, you know, got me, um, got me kind of excited to go like to see what they talk about this that, and the other. Um, we ended up stopped going after a while. I would try to catch it. They had a, um, um, they had outreach where you could like watch online. Like they would like broadcast some of the sermons and stuff online. So at least I could catch it that way. But um, it really, I'll tell you, man, it really just kind of changed my perspective on the whole thing. And I was just like, wow, like that's, that's kind of enlightening. It's, you know, it's not all doom and gloom and hell and fire and brimstone and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just like you said, it's, you're having that relationship and it's like the, Mm -hmm. the, the pastor over there, I think his name is pastor Greg. Um, him and his wife, and they've actually got a couple other branch churches offshoot down in like South South County and some other areas and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. it's 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 a popular church. I mean, it's it's one of the bigger ones. I'm like, dude, are they going to fill this place up? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, it's crazy. But yeah. I mean, it was just, it was kind of like, you know, it, it's that moment, that experience of going to that just really changed it. Like, I don't know where exactly – you know, my religious leanings or, you know, it's, it's kind of like you got the political spectrum. Like there's the same thing mm-hmm. with the religion. You got, you got people that are very, very, very devout almost to the point of, you know, you have the ones that go farther than that, that are kind of a little bit on that, which you could call like the tad bit extreme side of things. And you have folks mm-hmm. who are just like, yeah, maybe he's there. I don't know. Hey, mm-hmm. he, he might be there. You know, he got me to they stopped him from towing my car this week from being repossessed. Amen. You know? So who knows? I mean, like I said, it's, and especially now that, you know, my daughter, you know, she's kind of getting into things and whatnot. It's, um I don't want to discourage her. I don't want to force her into it. I don't want to discourage her. I just kind of want to let her just be like, hey, go see if you like this. Go, you know, go go figure out if it's for you. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't want to, somebody asked me like, what are you trying to push your kid into? I'm like, nothing. Like, if they want to do it. You want to mm-hmm. try swimming? We'll try swimming. You want to try softball? Cool. We want to try track and mm-hmm. field? Awesome. You want to be an astronaut? All right. I'll get a, like 14 more jobs and we'll start saving up the money for that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, whatever the case may be, I don't want to discourage them from it. I don't want to pressure them into it. I just kind of want to maybe just kind of keep them in the rails of things, you know, make sure they're not that, that little – ideological bowling ball doesn't hit into one of the gutters or something just keep it Mm -hmm. on the straight and narrow till it hits the pins and hits home and stuff but so yeah that's you know that was kind of like my experience with it i don't like i said i don't know where i would fall what alliance where my you know my perspectives of it would lean and whatnot but i just think you know the, there's there's something i mean there's somebody looking out for us i mean whether yeah. you call it karma whether you call it whatever i mean there, there's something there that's you know looking out for us and kind of helping to interact with everything so i'm a hush for a minute. i've been talking about five minutes right y'all josh
1: you, you uh i got a question brother mm-hmm. um when you were spe- specifically when you were overseas was there any time when you witnessed like say for example maybe through one of your cohorts or one of your one of your squad mates or whatever was there any time where you kind of witnessed faith in action because i know i mean
0: that's a good question just
1: like i think just like either one of us like we we go through some stuff when we're over there so it's it's interesting to see things kind of diversely kind of play out so Mm -hmm. In your experience, have you ever witnessed like, you know, somebody like really fall into their faith and things happen for them when, you know, when, you know, in a combat situation?
2: Well, it's. You know what they say, right? There's no there's no atheists in foxholes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. Everybody in those moments will have a measure of some belief into something, right? Um, but for me to actually say that I've seen it, someone's faith who I knew was a Christian play out over there, um, I would say no. I would, what I would say, though, is, is that we do when you're over there, you do operate with a level of faith in either your equipment, your ability, your squad. Yep. Faith as in a religion, not so much, but a faith and a drive to to get the mission done and completed um, in that sense. Yes, Um, because in a lot of ways you have to trust what you just have to trust it. You you can't stop going. You have to go like when you're when you're there, the mission goes forward. Right. Uh, Whether things are going to break, bruise, (laughs) fall, whatever the case may be, you know, you got to keep it moving that is
0: so profound dude i've never thought about it that way it's like you always you know when you hear the word faith you kind of automatically just kind of paint the the picture of you know talking about religion or your belief in the almighty or whatnot but that sounds so so dumb for me to say this but like faith in your fellow man it's like duh like yeah so in in that Mm -hmm. respect then absolutely i would i would consider myself you know while I was over there you'd have a lot of faith in the guys that you 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 know went on patrols
2: with and this that and the other like because mm-hmm. you trust man. them yeah You're with them you trust them you have faith in them um all those you know, in you, the body are called together to do the Lord's work that's right and <laughs> I think that in some in some cases like you know what we say um like for me it's when I talk to somebody who literally um and see you you think, uh, Mac, that something is out there, you don't, you're not really too sure what, but you do think that there is some divine, ethereal creator being out there. Which is that sure. fair enough to say? Yeah, there are some out there who don't believe that, who simply think that there's nothing, right? So, um, yeah. and so for me, I, I don't have enough faith to believe that nothing plus nothing equals something, evolutionist and the big bang theory and all of that. So, when we say operate in faith, I don't think that it's all always on a religious um spectrum because my kids have faith and trust in me as their father to provide for them and to do what they need to right Mm -hmm. um and they trust me to a certain degree this is why we throw our kids this is why we say hey listen I'm gonna help you swim and just trust me will you just trust me oh but I'm scared just trust me so you're building that faith with your kids right um and so so that way they trust you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and Uh, i think when it comes down to on a religious scale what we're saying with faith is is that we're putting our hope and our trust in a divine being versus uh each other and all of that you know what i mean if that makes any sense
0: no for sure yeah sure it's just it's amazing like you know like i said i i hear faith and you know besides i think of one of three things i think of you know, religion. I think of that awesome song from George Michael back in the 19, late eighteen nineteen eighties 1980s or 1990s. Um, and then you think of, you know, the faith you have in your parents and the faith you have in your, in your, your comrades in arms or just your friends, your family and all that stuff. But that's probably the one that you kind of take for granted. The most is like, you just, it's, it's there. So hold on. Yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry you kind of shut up macho just
1: no (laughs) you're just
0: like he thinks i sound like mario when i see (laughs)
3: that anyway jackass.
0: um no but like it's funny because it's you know besides religion you know for those of of faith and that have some type of faith in in a divine creator almighty or whatever your particular you know title or picture for it is you know you have the faith of your fellow man, like your spouse, your kids, or whatnot, and it's in my perspective, it's probably the one thing that we just take for granted the most because it's always there. I mean, yes, if you are devout in your your fellowship and you know your um, beliefs of your faith, then yeah, that would be you know pro- kind of on the same boat too. But you know, for me, not being a regular churchgoer, you know, I have my own beliefs. I believe that there is an Almighty, you know, person. Hell, when I was in high school, I was in Latin class. So, like they had gods. You have the god of war. You have the god of religion. You have the god of this. So you yeah. know, they had a multi, you know, a multi. Um, um,
2: various yeah, and, deities and there was Zeus. Kind of I mean, they had, there was all yeah. kinds of gods, right? That are man-made gods. Like gods aren't saving anything, doing anything. They're right. just made up gods. They used to sacrifice babies to Molech, right? It's yeah. Just this, it's this god. And they would they would sacrifice babies to it um, they would throw them down in this hole and then that was that um, yeah yeah it, you know it's so, pretty messed up
1: stuff I and mean, then you look when you is. look back in history man like it's
2: but see, the thing about faith <laughs> the, the thing about faith in Christianity is it's not a faith that a man can muster up that that's the whole thing is the faith of a Christian comes from the Word of God because Roman ten seventeen tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Um, and so Amen. for the Christian, we, our faith is not something we muster up on our own. Um, I don't put my faith in, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I put my faith in my wife when in, in things, you know, I trust my wife. Um, but when I put my faith in a God who can't fail based off of what I believe, um, man, that's reassurance. That's a hope that never fails. That's a hope that never can fail. And so even a measure of our faith that we get is given to us by God because we're saved by grace, through faith, through Jesus alone. So we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone. That's it. And so even even the measure for any man to believe, or woman, child, any, whatever you want to call it, in Christ, God has to do that. And so um, – and i think that there's weight there is two different weighty of a thing here when we're talking about faith in christ versus faith in myself because when i got out of the military is when things got bad like for most right mm-hmm. um and if you want me to i can tell you how i came into the faith um if you want if that's whatever you feel
0: comfortable telling us but yeah,
1: absolutely and i'd yeah, like okay. to hear so, and i'd like to hear at some point also How you were challenged on your faith, too, because everybody I I know, especially when you get deep into the word and you start and you start studying really good, you start to get
2: challenged by a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, yeah, well, that's a great question. We'll we'll get to that. Um, So the the truth is, is when I got out, like most of us, you know, Joe is uh, you're resilient. You know, we were young you don't go to sit call. Um, and so I had no issues, right? I swear
0: and, to you, we just talked about this. Wow. Yeah, no, I can tell you from the <laughs> last episode you were
2: talking about. Um, but so you're just, you you know, you, are a hard, you're a hard man. You're a hard individual. You just don't do that. And I think that way of thinking is what it works for the military, but it doesn't work for when you get out because pride comes before the fall. And I think that most, if not all men, deal with that on a huge level. And when you come from being a warrior, that is almost ingrained into you that you don't, you just don't, right? You don't go to sit call, you don't complain, you don't talk to people about your issues and your problems. Very Spartan-esque. Well, well, the thing is, is is that you don't. And and when you do that, though, you you don't have an outlet. And so you carry this around. And you have no Mm -hmm. one to talk to, you have no one to tell you it's going to be okay. You have your battle buddies that you're calling. They're just as messed up as you are trying to give you advice. It doesn't work. Um, and so, I, I mean, like most people, I mean, I was, I was, I I went to school, you know, uh, to be a massage therapist. I mean, my, my mom told me, like, you either need to go to school, you need to get a job, but you can't just keep doing it. You can't just keep sitting around being depressed. You just can't do that. Yeah. So I decided to say, hey, I'll go to school to be a massage therapist of all things. I figured maybe it might relax me. You know what I'm saying? To just be in a more calm environment and whatever. Um, and so on my way to school, like, you know, you're swerving, you're trying to get out of the way of, uh, garbage and, uh, cause there's IEDs and stuff. They put that stuff in there. You're, mm-hmm. I'm going into the school at, uh, Everest university. I, I mean, I'm scanning rooftops for snipers. I mean, I'm just on 10, you know? Um, and some of that stuff still stays with me. Like I'm still very aware, but I was always like that before. Um, there are certain events I don't go out and, 4th of July, New Year's. I don't do that stuff anymore. Um, and so I got out and not only was I dealing with that, but I got into a relationship and I started drug dealing again. I started selling everything under the sun, just hustling. And I got involved with a married woman <laughs> and, um, you know, it was my first relationship. She was never mine. to begin with it was weird, pretty weird, but, and I never had a relationship. but Here we are. I got one with this married woman thing it was weird. So we had a big split up and, um, after two and a half years she invited me to church and um she said i think it'll be good for you and so i said no and then she called me again and then she she invited me to church and i said look man like i just want to i'm i miss you and i love you i'm gonna go see like i'm gonna go to church because because i miss her i want to see her so i go and i see her and everything and her husband's there you know and her husband doesn't know nothing So we're, we're, it's a weird thing that's going on. And, but the more and more I kept coming to see her, the more and more I started hearing the messages, you know, and I started seeing the errors of my ways. And, um, because I felt so trapped, I felt so broken. I felt so lost. I felt so without a hope. I, I felt like there was, there was some of the things that I've done. Um, how do you come back from that? You know what I'm saying? And, um, so there. I'm in this place and I just, I hear it. And the time was now, you know, I heard it very clear. And when I gave my life to Christ that day, it was real. And, um, I haven't looked back ever since, but this is not to say I have not been without extreme difficulty, extreme struggles. Um, even being a Christian. In fact, most people who come to Christianity think that because you have a relationship with God, they, you're not going to suffer in this life. In fact, he promises the opposite we will suffer in this life just because it's life. We live in a fallen world, right? Um, but he's promises to be with us through it. And uh, that has carried me through even up until this point now that I'm talking to you here, you know? So that's the short of it. That's how I came to uh, know Christ. And I start. I started, uh, this was December of 2010. So December of 2010 is when I got baptized I gave my life to Christ for real. And man, it was a hard road. You know, I was clean for nine months and I backslid for three months and then I got clean again. You know, I was homeless twice. Um, I stayed in the church. I've eaten from the food pantry that they would, uh, you know, they give. we we distribute food. So I was on the food pantry. Um, It was just rough, man, because the drug money wasn't coming in anymore. You know, and um, how the faith plays out, Manny, and through this whole thing is, is that I knew one thing. Regardless of it all, I knew that God was real, and I knew that I had to put myself in all in. So I stopped hanging out with friends um, because you are who you surround yourself with. You know, um, I'm I'm old enough and wise enough to know that. I've always been that way. Have so you did- uh,
0: have you have you been fortunate enough to hear what uh, Tisha says about that all the time? She said she said something along the wall to my wife. Yeah. yeah, she said, uh, she's like, change your circle, change your life, and I was just like, yo, like that was just one of the things, like, it just hit, yeah, like, you, a sled are, the, hammer, you like...
1: are the sum of the five people you hang with, yeah, right. and by I think, nature,
2: yeah, and I was yeah, just, you I heard just that the first time, right? and I was like, wow, yeah. who you just hang stuff. out with, it says a lot about who you are, right? And we have to be picky <sighs> these days about who we give our time, to, you know, our attention to. Uh, because if we're not careful, we waste our time doing things that, you know, put it like this, bad company corrupts good morals, right? Um, and so I think that for me, I couldn't hang around a drug dealer anymore. I couldn't hang around all of that, that, that whole, because I have a new life now, I have a new walk. So they respected it too, you know? Um, and so, man, coming here, now that I'm in the church, I'm down here every day, right? I got fired from my job, no job skills, all that stuff and i'm down here every day man serving um I'm, I'm i'm in prayer meetings with grown men pastors and elders of the church and i'm learning from them so i've always hung my, around these older men even my whole life but now i'm in the church and, and i'm getting real wisdom um and i had to balance that out too you know uh manny just to answer your question you ask guys questions and you hear things that they're, they're talking about things on a level that you're just not on so you you learn a lot you know um but at the same time you still have life to deal with and a lot of these people they, they haven't been through the things that you've been through or seen the things that you've seen you know and so how do i deal with those things and you know god has started putting people in my life and that was just that was just that man every step of the way i had a mentor uh someone just came into my life and we just ended up doing life and it was always with someone older um and so how faith has operated in my life from dealing with Iraq and just period, just brokenness. I come from a broke home. You know what I'm saying? How does faith help you in those moments? How does scripture help you in those moments? How do you overcome those objections, right? And I I think that the biggest thing that we can understand about in any situation is when you don't know what to do, don't do anything at all. And, And I think that, if I can say anything to anyone, it would be, if you don't know what to do, don't do anything at all. And what I mean by that is, is I'm not talking about if you're talking suicide or, or any of those things, you need to get real help. But we had, we tend to make things a lot worse when we, when we don't know what to do. Right. So we put in action what we don't, what we, we don't know what to do, but we're going to go ahead and do something in hopes that it will make something better, but it ends up making it a lot worse. And now we're now we just dug the trench a little bit deeper. And, and, and in our hu- in our in our in our humanness, in our desperation, we just keep digging and digging and digging. Right. Kind of like
1: you the know? guy in the sandpit.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, to overcome those things is one, you can't quit and you can't question your faith. Although I do question my faith at times. Um, well, not anymore so much these days, but at that time because you're young you don't know you know you're going based off of what you believe and and when you're young it's just like there's a whole spiritual thing that uh you begin to see at least i did there's a spiritual war that we're in right we don't struggle against flesh and blood right so when people cuss me out or whatever the case may be it's like you know you're we don't struggle against flesh and blood you know what i mean we struggle against uh principalities and spirits of wickedness and darkness and Seated in heavenly places, uh, and so when you understand these things, it's easier to go about your life uh, that way. When you're revealed the truth of things, you, you know what I mean. I hope that that can, that helps, uh, Manny, some. Unless you have a more uh, direct question that I can peel the layers back with. Oh no,
1: I think that I think that answered it perfectly.
2: Well, I think, but you also got to be. You also one. Of, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to tell you one of the things that helped me a lot was, is you have to forgive yourself, right? Mm -hmm. We we can forgive everyone. We can forgive. uh, We can be forgiven. Um, But, but most people have you forgiven yourself for what you've done, because what we know of forgiveness is for forgiveness sets you free according to the forgiveness of the Bible. Right. And so we're forgiven because of what Christ did on the cross and because we are we have been set free right and so if i forgave myself man that was that was a moment where it was like a, it just went on the light bulb i was like man i forgave my dad i forgave all these people I for, i'm i forgiven now because i'm in christ and uh he died for that and uh man i gotta forgive myself how do i even go about doing that so that was really the journey it, it is is for me to spend time with josh go out on a date with josh and search my own heart get to a place where i'm journaling and i'm writing this stuff out and i can really compose where i'm at and my thoughts and then i can say man i just need to forgive myself for these things right and it's so freeing it really is because now you take the guilt and the condemnation and the shame out of it just out of it right Um, and so that was something that I did that really helped me. And and that was a focal point is, is learning how to forgive myself, uh, for the, these things, you know, Hmm.
0: That was some awesome input, man. Like I, I took so much out of that conversation. I have a a quick question that I was kind of popped up in my head. Mm -hmm. So let's say hypothetically, you have someone, we could say like, maybe like myself, we were there. They want to explore, you know, what their faith would potentially be, what their relationship with God would be, the, the you know, the almighty, the, the mm-hmm. supreme architect, whatever you want to call it. Sure. So there's, there's um, our friend Brian. Well, he went to uh, – when he was going to college, he went to St. Leo, which is up there um, in St. Leo, Florida, just north of Dade City. And one of the requirements – and if you're not from if, if someone's not familiar with that college, they actually have like um, they have a, a monastery where they actually have like Benedictine uh, monks and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's very much kind of a part of the college and this and that and the other. But you're also required to take at least one class in regards to religious studies. And one of the things that he told me that just really stuck with me is that there are 30,000 different forms of religion like different permutations like you might have you know not just catholicism versus protestantism versus you know mm-hmm. latter-day saints versus whatever the major religions are but then you have like little micro like divisions in between that sure what being a person of of faith as you know um, as we've talked about tonight what would you what advice would you give to somebody if they're wanting to explore that road you know trying to figure out What's what? Like I know a lot of people have said. Well, I started off with Catholicism, but you know, I kind of just moved on to something else or went to this type of church. You know, what would you say to somebody looking to get started?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, because people are so complex, you know, it's never it's never that easy. I think you have to determine what it is that you're searching for, what questions you have, and then, for example, is Jesus. The true God is he a living God is he for real I think that you would need to go to uh, a non-denominational Christian church um, or just or a Christian church you can I mean and you can go to Baptists and all of that Um, and the reason thing is with Catholicism and this is no disrespect but it's just the truth man It is full of idolatry Um, it is full like you pray to Mary and I'm sorry if if you guys are Catholic and you're you're listening to this uh, the truth is, Mary doesn't hear you, because to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. But they are not in the Lord themselves; they don't hear your prayers. Um, Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me." Right. And so you have to identify what it is you're like. Monks, monks are far from a from a Christian religion. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to go down Buddhism, I think you have to ask yourself open honest questions and you have to be open to be confronted with answers that you may not really like if you're going to go down the road of religion right um but again Jesus wants a relationship not religion so i guess the easiest thing that i can tell anybody because the, i think it's all starts around this like mac even with you right like who who is god i believe there's something there who is he where do i start how do I know this is true? God reveals himself to you, right? Um, and one of the things is, if you want to know that the Bible is true, is study prophecy. Study prophecy. Prophecy in the Bible has been fulfilled every step of the way, at the exact moment, at the exact time. No and we're already,
1: talking about historically right. lining up. It's
2: it, Historically. Here's, here's you get here's, into it yeah here's something here's something super easy if anybody wants to look this up you can look at the euphrates river and there's prophesied that the euphrates river will begin to dry up when the end times when we are there when jesus returned he's going to return and the antichrist is going to be coming When the end of the world the end of the age is, is going to happen the euphrates river is going to dry up just look at you can go on you can google it right now the euphrates river is drying up okay So prophecy, not to mention that the Bible is a historical document, right? It's not just a book. It is a library of different books. So this is a historical document that is to be true. I think it's
1: like four different languages, though, right, Josh? Like from Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, right?
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. So the Old Testament was uh, Hebrew. The New Testament was written in uh, Greek and Aramaic. Uh, So, yeah, it spans over. I mean, we're talking, gosh, the Babylonian. the, the, The first temple was five... Gosh, it was like 586 B.C. Um, I mean, we're talking this stuff is a historical document. Uh, Jesus a historical figure. Now, we know that Jesus is a, a Yeshua, right, is um, is actually the Yeshua HaMashiach, right, the Messiah. But Yeshua is a common name back in those days. And, and there are a lot mm-hmm. of Yeshua's who have been crucified. But Josephus, who was a historian who never really said that he was a Christian or not, writes about Jesus going to the cross and all of these events. Jesus appears to the disciples for 40 days, or yeah, 40 days after his uh, resurrection from the grave. You think that all of that region who knew who Jesus was didn't see him, and no one discredited it? And so I I would say that if somebody's going to be on this pursuit for God, Is to look at the historical facts because it's truth. It's true, and you can't deny that, and you can't deny that. You can't. And I would say,
1: and I would say, probably you you would probably agree with this, Josh. One of the best, I think, in all honesty, um, one of the best books to look at in, if you were to say, is uh, out of the Old Testament, it would be the Book of Daniel, where historically you can see where you know things are alluded to in the beginning of the ch- in the beginning chapters but in the later chapters you see how it aligns with historical events that have happened throughout history sure. all you the have holo- to do is just look back mhm
2: right i mean so all this stuff is there rise but, um, and fall
1: of rome the persians the the greeks yeah. the, the greek empire through alexander Listen, all of that
2: if, if if we found the we found noah's uh, ark right just that alone if you know what I mean, like there's too much um truth that we're discovering um that the Bible the like science actually proves that the Bible's real in many ways, you know? So my suggestion, Mac, in short, would be if someone is the God of the God of the Christian Bible, right? If somebody's wanting to pursue that one, and most definitely one, go to a non-denominational nation, or you can go to the Baptist Christian church, um and uh I would say I would suggest you start looking at prophecy and the historical side of it because we as people, it's hard to believe something you can't see, sense, or feel, right? Um, it, it, but but when you look at hard facts and you can say, man, and you start reading the words of Jesus, you start reading the Bible, and you're genuinely in pursuit, God, I promise you, will, will show up. God will reveal Himself because He, he Jesus said that I've come that. Uh, none should be lost. I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. So God, if you're really in pursuit with your open heart, God will make himself known. He will 100% because he loves so much. And he loves, he wants to end it with all your listeners. Now, not, we want to go back and say that if you are in Catholicism, uh, this is not, that's a blanket statement because the, based off of what they do, um they believe in like a transubstantiation when they take communion right they believe that these elements actually turn into the 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 actual blood and the actual body of Christ that's cannibalism uh God is not about that right so there's a lot of things wrong with that uh so I would just say I'm not saying that Catholic Catholicism or those who are Catholics are going to go to hell I'm just saying that there are some things that are questionable that they're into that the god that the bible really warns about so being kind
0: of you know i don't want to call myself the outsider here but the person of you know not as as much devoutness in their faith i'll flip this back over to you alamo um so you talk about growing up and going through the catechism classes and everything and you were very much a devout catholic at one point in your life What did you have to do to relearn or supposedly unlearn when you went to like the church you're at now at Cornerstone over in Deltona? Like what was like what was, you know, like the um, the transition? Like what did you have to do to kind of get used to that? What did you have to kind of refigure out or relearn or what kind of stuff?
1: I'm going to say that I I really had to get into my head that. um, You know. There's a lot less to do with works, um, as we say, as we say, as we say in the church. There's, uh, there's a lot less to do with works. Um, that's not to say that works are not, you know, part of, you know, you know, doing something for this, you know, doing something for doing something for God Himself. Um, much of that comes through, you know, through grace and through faith, and you know, through Jesus Himself. But, um, you know, I had to really learn that. It's 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 not about what I do more so than it is that it's, it, or I should say that it's more so about, you know, how I lean into my faith and how I lean on, you know, God and how I, you know, study the word and lean into, you know, allowing the spirit to kind of work through me Is it, as, as how I feel, you know, at least that's how I've seen it anyway.
0: OK,
2: I mean, we have we have a lot of elders and uh, we're well, not a lot of elders, but we do have elders here. And, and um, that a lot of people, what I would say, is they come out of that that uh, that religion space. Right. Um, yeah, I would say I, and based off of um, what Manny was saying was. What he's meaning is, is that. You're not going to get saved by Jesus. Because of what you do. Yeah. Because that's the purpose of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. No one is good enough. In fact, the Bible says that there are none that are good. You know, when some people say that, why does bad things happen to good people? You can't name me one good person because none of us are. Right. And what that is, is, is because of our sinful nature. Um, and because of that, we have been, we've been separated from God. Now, that's the point of Christ, and the reason why this is so good is because it used to—God put it in our lap. He gave us the Ten Commandments. But he says that if, yeah, we, yeah. if we break one, we break them all, right? So it's, it was an impossibility that anyone could uphold the law of God, the perfect standard uh, law of God. No one could. And so what God has done through Jesus is that Jesus held the law. He lived the life perfectly, and he went and he knew no sin, became sin for us— and died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sin he took our punishment he has taken the very wrath of god upon himself and what is beautiful about this whole thing is that none of us can boast because this is a work that god has done and god has done alone and that's why it's yeah. grace through faith we are saved through jesus christ because jesus lived that life so his righteousness is imputed to us as if we've never sinned a day uh, in our in, in our life Uh, We can stand before God, clean, forgiven, and pure, made right with a sovereign and holy God and because of what Jesus did on the cross. And then on the third day, he rose from the grave. He conquered sin and conquered death. And then now, because of that, we who have believed in Christ and we put our faith in Christ will also live after death. We will not taste the second death, which would be an eternity in hell, which was not created for people. That place was created for Satan and his followers however because god is a righteous judge he has to sovereignly judge correctly and rightly and that's the punishment for sin for breaking his his law we get we get we we get punished when we break the laws here on earth this is why i don't understand when people get so like i don't understand why god is this that and the other but our judicial system itself if i break the law here i'm i'm gonna go i have to pay the price for it if i speed i get a ticket If I, if I murder someone, I go to prison. There's, there's different weights and sentences even, and that's the same thing with God. And so he's going to judge sin one day. And he's, and then he says that he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth one day where there no beast, there will no sin will not be. The moth will not destroy. There will be no rust. The thief will not steal, but we have to wait till that day. um, And our faith is what's going to carry us through until that, until that time. Um, And so, I can't boast about any of this and you you, uh manny you can't no one can boast that's what's beautiful about this whole thing man is that no one can say hey listen i have more money than you so i'm getting in uh i lived a better (laughs) life than you i'm getting in um i've done i've i've I've, I've done this to the t i've done so it's based on no one and everything that god has done and so everyone's on the same playing field that's what's beautiful Mm -hmm. about it i'm not better listen what i'm doing right now is simply a call on my life from god if you would have said that I would be a pastor that I would be preaching the gospel that I would have kids and a wife and I mean that just was so not my life yeah. you know but when you find purpose in God and that's the biggest thing is that people want to know what their purpose is why am I here why was I created I you know I got to be doing something more than this right yeah. and, and, and with us the reason why it is this way is simply because God has designed it this way because God has created us individually with a purpose in mind and outside of that we'll never find our purpose and we'll never live out our true purpose because our purpose is found in God and through Christ alone who his own his goal is to turn us into the image of his son and what I would also say now that I'm talking about this if anyone is looking in to get it in religion focus on God because if you watch me any long enough, any any amount of time, I'm going to fail. Um, and that's just because all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. I don't like to, but everyone does. Even me. Like, I, I'll stub my toe and I'll say a cuss word. <laughs> it happens, bro. Like, it's just because I have a nature. You know what I'm saying? So – what happens is is that, man, I don't like Christianity because I saw this Christian do this, I saw this Christian do that, and the the reality is is that I
1: there's no a lot of that
2: <laughs> I'm no different than anyone. I can lie with the best of them the, problem, the issue is is that I have found or God has found me um and so my life is now changing, and so when you look at me, it's like man I, if that's Christianity, I don't want it um that that's the wrong way to look at it because God is perfect and he's perfectly loved and he's also a judge, right? Um, So that's the one thing I would also say, don't use your past experiences to smear the name of Jesus or smear God. Look at God because anytime we're dealing with people, there's going to be inconsistencies, you know, and the church is no different. Yeah. We're a hospital for the sick, but we're a bunch of broken people trying to work, trying to figure this thing of life called, you know, or this thing, called life out, you know, and I'm going to get on your nerves sometimes and you're going to get on mine, but that doesn't mean I don't love you, right? It just means that you get on my nerves. We're in the family of God, family fights, right? From time to time. So, uh, those two areas I think are going to be so huge, um, in someone's pursuit, I think is to not let the church hurt or the experiences smear God, let God be God in your life, not your image of God through people, right? Because I think that that we can never live up to this standard. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, right, and um, living inside of us. So uh, that, and also just study the facts. Just look at the facts and ask God to s- reveal Himself to you openly, wholeheartedly. And I promise you, He will, because He says He says that He will make Himself known, and that's part of the the blessing itself. Because He didn't have to. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Man, I feel uplifted already, man. Like this, this is a great talk. Alamo, yeah. <laughs> you have any uh, anything else you want to add?
1: Nah, I just uh, I just want to thank my brother Josh for being on here, man. Yeah, Josh thanks said. for having this, me. This has been a, a very
0: <laughs> I hope it's very what you were for. Uh, No, hey, listen, we a lot of times we have people on. It's like we kind of know where it's gonna go, and like you know, ten to twenty five percent, but it's that eighty to 75 to 90%. We don't know. It's like, this is where the magic happens. Like
3: you just right. see
0: somebody for who it is and, and whatnot. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we can't, it, it's kind of been working. It's like, listen, you know, it's going to happen the way it happens, you know? So draw whatever yeah. comparisons you want to life right there with that. But mm-hmm. Josh, yeah. thank you uh, so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate the conversation we've had. Thank you for some, uh, some wonderful advice and insight. And uh, yeah, this has been a fantastic talk, man. I yeah. I greatly appreciate thank it, brother. Thank, thank, thank you. And-
2: I I, I want to thank you guys for having me and uh, listen, just, just don't give up. Whatever it is, just don't give up. Just keep pressing on, keep pressing soldiering on, keep pressing through it. Um, and again, if you go down this faith journey and finding, uh, Jesus, he will make himself known and man, he will save you. He will cleanse you. Uh, he will save you right now. Um, but you just have to accept him and believe him in your heart. And I wanted to suggest that you get down to a, a good Christian church. Um, I don't have a whole bunch. I don't know where your audience is at, man. But if you're in Deltona, come check us out at Cornerstone. You can come see me. I'd love to talk to you, um, and we can get you connected and plugged in and down the right way. Good For stuff. sure. Mm-hmm. You should,
0: uh, when you when you get a chance to talk to Manny in person, tell him to to tell you about um, our analytics on viewership. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like what yeah they're watching cool. from where
3: oh, yeah, are you sure right. they right. caught right.
0: our show from there it's like it's yeah. it's it's yeah. you know it's one of those things where like we're still growing into the, this This mm-hmm. is our third season we've been doing this and we're kind of coming to the end of the season we will be we have, we have like i think seven more episodes before we close up season three and uh what did you just do alma oh you're talking about that so yeah um yeah just put your big ugly mug up there that's cool yeah there it's we go uh, thank you hold on so and for the
2: record one last time if you are catholic um i mean no offense <laughs> you know uh, i'm just keeping it real i have no issue uh with you it's just it's just we we may uh, disagree on some some doctrines there but, but, but you know way, what like that's
0: friends. that's how you learn like i one of the you know yeah yeah it brings up there was a there was a it just made me think remember an experience i had there was and I got a picture of it somewhere in my photo album from when I was in Afghanistan. We had an Air Force Catholic chaplain visit our little fob where we were at.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: he's sitting there, nice gentleman. I think his name was Mon, uh, I think it was McGonagall or something. Kind of stereotypically Irish. It's like go figure.
3: Um, oh, hey, oh, <laughs>
0: I'm gonna leave that alone. So we had we had this we had this Catholic priest. And then we had one of our interpreters named Abdul, who was very much uh, devout in his Muslim faith. Mm -hmm. And they were sitting there like we had our little, you know, our ECP right there, the entry control point. They're sitting there and dude, they sat there for, I want to say, like 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And they were just sitting here checking the boxes, talking about the difference between Catholicism and the Muslim faith and checking and like looking at all the compare and contrast and stuff. And I was just like, dude. This is awesome. We're having an open, frank discussion about the differences in religions. Like, why can't we just do this Mm -hmm. all the time? This, if we could have a discussion, and I don't mean to get into politics, but if people get into politics could do this too. It's like, if we could just sit down and just talk about the differences, okay, hey, you're here, I'm here. Let's meet in the middle. Let's Mm -hmm. get together and feel all right, and meet in the middle, and everything's gonna be just fine. All them great reggae songs just say that kind of shit. Like, let's mm-hmm. just do this. Come mm-hmm. on, people. It's like, crazy. but the
2: thing is, is that the thing is, is that our beliefs is what is actually causing the divide. Yes. And so mm-hmm. there is no, there can't be a kumbaya because our beliefs are too, they're too extreme. Yeah. Now, what I can say is I agree with you. Uh, we most definitely can have conversations and to to try to see where these like I respect where you're where you're at Mac you don't believe mm-hmm. what I believe right, um, right. and that's okay um, I hope that one day you would uh, for the sake of your soul um, but I can't do that for you I can't make that but what I can do is pray for you right sure um, and so as long as we're able to have this conversation I, I, I you're not bothering me I'm not bothering you we still friends we walk away from it right we mm-hmm. agree to disagree But with certain uh, extremists like religions and stuff, um, they just can't coincide. They just can't. They just can't. And so um, that's why even in the end times, there's going to be a one world religion, right? That's what they say. So when you start seeing this stuff start ramp up and you start seeing this um, one world currency, uh, take it from me. uh, That's the mark of the beast. Um, and you get that you're done. There's no coming back from that. Right. And so that's why, that's why it's going to be your, your faith is going to be play such a role in these years to come. Um, and I'm not saying I know when, cause no man knows the time or the hour that the sun is coming back. However, he's given us signs to look at, uh, to his coming birth pains, if you will. And you know, our responsibility is, I don't, I don't, force people into the kingdom or none of that stuff, man. You know, we just try to love people and, and, uh, tell them the truth of it all. And when you, sometimes the truth hurts, it's not all the time, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, again, Josh, thank you again for, uh, for agreeing to be on the show. We appreciate the conversation we've had. Uh, This has been, this has been wonderful. I appreciate the, uh, the insight, the advice and just the, the conversation. I mean, like you said, if we could just have a conversation like this, you know, where we can agree to disagree, but still kind yeah. of see where that person's at. Like, that's what it's all about. And that's, sure. uh, mm-hmm. I, I again, I'm just, I'm going to definitely, like I was saying last week, I'm going to go back and, like, watch this again. And when you're doing the interview in the heat of the moment, you don't really catch on all the things sure, that are sure. being discussed and talked about. But I'm going to go back and watch this and be like, yeah. Yeah. Good point, yeah. I'm, I'm right going to,
2: so, um, nice. I'll be following up with you too, Matt. Sure. I have good some stuff. questions for you. No worries, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, so yeah, we're yeah, you... knows what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have a conversation, brother. It's all good. All good.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're gonna put you backstage for a minute while we close the I show out, it. and we'll be back in a minute. Thanks again, Y'all Josh. Night, we appreciate man. it. I'll
2: be safe. All right. Thanks so heard. much. Yeah, watch the six.
0: That's a good one, dude. You're like, yeah, I did a good one.
3: <laughs> 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 He's like,
0: who got this one? this guy oh that's funny funny. so let's wrap this up um for those of you that are visiting for the first time um the way our show got started is is kind of not a happy story um yeah we uh we had a good friend of ours named john who we used to work with uh and myself and um John was a good dude. He was hilarious. He was just the kind of guy to give shit off his back. He was just, you know, he was a funny fucker. And uh, <laughs> we had so much dumb fun at work.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: that I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get in more trouble. Um, so mm-hmm. we, um, Alamo and I did an event for his lovely wife, Tisha, who has a, her own um, YouTube thing going on. Check out Flipside Mentorship, by the way. That is her channel, um,
1: flipsidementorship.com.
0: There you go. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, no, but it's not a shameless plug. It's a good plug because like she's she's doing wondrous things over there. Like she's mm-hmm. she's got it going on. So, and that's not just saying it because I love my already doing over stuff
1: there. with the, already doing stuff with the city of Deltona. She's yeah. she's rocking it, man. She's yeah. she's scared at the same time, but she's rocking it right now. You know, she even got. Uh, I think she even got some. Some contacts with the like uh city of uh, deltona police or not okay. police uh fire chief and nice uh nice, nice, the, nice. the head of the or the president of the uh firemen's association here. Oh, nice, so, yeah. So, but
3: yeah.
0: Well, yeah, there are there are good things happening over there. Um, check out uh flipside mentorship.com. Tisha is awesome. Um, I'm not just saying that because you know. It's uh, Alamo's wife. I'm saying that because that's, like, that's legit stuff. Like She's she's doing wondrous things over there. Go check it out. It's awesome. But uh, we did an event for her a while back, a couple of years ago. And um, we had a blast, Alamo and I, just having been friends in high school and all that stuff. And Alamo calls me up. He's like, dude, we need to do something together. I'm like, what do you want to do, man? He's like, do "You you want to hang out? He goes, no. like We should do something a little bit more permanent. And I'm like, uh, okay, Like you're already married. So that's not that's off the table. <laughs> he goes, no, Jackass, we do something like a podcast. I'm like, I don't know nothing about a podcast. He goes, dude, they put a monkey in space. How hard can it be? And I'm just like, okay, we're going to eat those words, but whatever. So fast forward uh, about a month or so, and um, I discovered through uh, a friend um, of John's that he had committed suicide. And it really just fucking took the wind out of my sails. So I was like, fuck, here's a guy that we used to work with. You know, it's this statistic right here of 22 a day is shitty enough when it's 22 people that you've never met that have served your country, you know, 22 veterans a day. But when it's somebody you know, it just sucks that much worse. And
1: Five and counting on my end. So yeah, yeah it sucks, bro.
0: And, you know, unfortunately for John, he chose to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution. That's something you hear us say quite a bit. So... I told I called Alamo and I was like, "Hey man, did you hear about John?" He's like, "No man, I, I need to reach out to him." I was like, "You can't, he's gone." So, you know, after you know, like picking up our, his his jaw off the floor, I told Alamo, "I was like, dude, I'm in. Let's like let's do a podcast. You know, how hard can it be?" So the whole kind of progenesis of this starting was you know out of losing a good friend of ours who we will 100 percent own up to the fact that we fell out of touch with and that's you know that happens unfortunately you know this is the result of that is that he had some demons that unfortunately took over and you know the rest is kind of history so mm-hmm. we um we started the battle bros podcast with that in mind we came up with the battle bros code as a way to just kind of keep yourself in the fight you know there are some things that happen in life that you can prepare for some things you can't it just kind of depends on how you handle those things you know there's a, a great poem by charles swindoll called attitude <clears throat> that my grandfather um, and my dad both made me kind of read when i was younger and one of the ending lines of the poem says quote i'm convinced that life is 10 percent of what happens to you and 90 percent of how you react to it and there's a lot of a lot of horse sense in that. It's like you can't control what happens, but you can dictate how you steer the write the ship once it lists to one side, or maybe you know mm-hmm. attack, hits an iceberg or something like that. So, as I said, we came up with the Battle Bros code. So if you can remember the letters B R O S, you're going to be okay because it's four easy things to remember to kind of keep yourself, you know, keep yourself. As as Josh said, to keep yourself soldiering on. So be be tenacious. No matter what you do in life, do it to the utmost and to the fullest of your abilities. Whether it's you know being um, having having a relationship with God, being a parent, being um, a service member, being um, a mentor, being a leader, whatever that whatever that looks like, whatever that whatever form or shape that takes, do it to the fullest and don't slack on that responsibility. Ron Swanson said, and I quote: "Don't half-ass two things." Whole ass, one, one thing. thing. <laughs> right. Again, a lot of horse down. sense in that. It's, it's stupid, but you're going to remember the stupid stuff. Right, <laughs> when you think you are, okay. Yeah. Straight up. Don't half-ass two things. Whole ass, one, whole thing, ass, one
1: thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. R. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it, I was doing so good. I just lost it right there at the end. R. Ooh, swear, <laughs> <huh>? Refuse <laughs> to surrender. No matter what happens in life, there's going to be times where... Um, things happen where you get knocked down a little bit like like Josh mentioned you know he had sobriety for 9 months and he started to backslide for about 3 months and then he got sober again he refused to surrender okay same thing there no matter what happens you can get your face knocked down you fall off the um you, know, you fall down the rappel tower you fall out on a road march you don't qualify the first time when you're doing your basic rifle marksmanship okay guess what don't let it beat you keep going. Don't suck at it. And keep trying your hardest. Refuse to surrender. Okay. No matter what that looks like. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. Um, kind of goes along with the last one. No matter what happens, just understand you may have to, you know, get some things out of the way in order to accomplish your goals or hit your objectives. Um, you come to a wall. Sometimes you have to dig under the wall. Sometimes you have to scale the wall. Sometimes you just have to go around said wall sometimes you have to take a trail off in the woods for several hundred yards and then come back and put you on the other side of the wall whatever the case may be sometimes it's a lot more fun sometimes you get to obliterate your obstacles by fast roping out of a little bird or a black hawk and you know doing some stuff with a holster attack dog shout out to our buddy kyle yeah. um sometimes you uh get to breach the door with some c4s in bangalore sometimes you get to uh do what this guy did and just back a striker into stuff and
1: hey <laughs> hey Sarge yeah. you made
0: a hole there's a there's a v- there's a striker sized hole there heck yeah you can send the whole platoon in, in about thirty <laughs> seconds it's awesome whatever that case whatever that looks like you know just remember to keep yourself on the path of your, of accomplishment of what you're trying to achieve um, obliterate your obstacles you know don't don't ever stop trying to hit the obj on that one hit the x. <clears throat> lastly and most importantly seek out help in a time of need s um as you've heard us say many times in the show you know we would love it if we didn't have the show if josh or uh, excuse me that's incorrect if if john was able to get some help and talk to somebody you know if we didn't do the show and it meant john was still around i'd take that in a heartbeat that's not the world we live in john has yeah. unfortunately left us and that's a shame because he was a guy worth knowing he was <laughs> Every time I think about John, we just giggle. You know, Alamo and I will sit here and talk about John's story, and and Alamo does a really good impersonation. He's like, "Dude, let's go get a beer," and he yeah. just sounds, <laughs> and it sounds just like him. And it's just like, damn it, it's so good. Good old
1: John, man.
0: But yeah. just remember, help comes in a lot of different shapes, um, forms, and, um, and and methods. It doesn't matter where it comes from. As long as it comes from a place of goodness, Um, it could be going to church, like Josh mentioned, you know, finding, finding Jesus and putting him in your life and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, It could be talking to somebody. There's been plenty of times where this gentleman and myself have been on the phone with each other in the wee hours of the morning um, where something was off. We weren't doing good and we needed help. So we called each other and we're like, hey, man, I'm not in a good place. Cool. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what's going on.
1: You sleepy there, Pookie?
0: Dude, I'm going up. I'm, I'm going on 15 hours being awake, dude. I'm up. At, I was up at six o'clock this morning, so it's more like 16 hours. So Rare. But um, you do what you got to do, man. Don't refuse to surrender. You Where's know. Rat? So whatever the case may be, if if it's reaching out to a counselor. If it's reaching out to a friend, a family member, uh, a service member you were in the military with, whatever the case may be, reach out and get some help. Um, if you feel like there isn't anybody that you can call on to help, there are other resources out there. There's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Or if you want to keep it real simple, 1-800-273 and spell the, the word TALK, T-A-L-K-TALK. T-A-L-K. You can call that same hotline by dialing the prefix nine eight eight. That's again, that's nine eight eight. That's I believe as of June of this last year, um, which is great because you can you can call either of those numbers. You can text nine eight eight, and they can have somebody send a text message. This is how technology has kind of you know advanced us and you know mm-hmm. allowed us to get access to a lot of different things but you, you get on there you tell somebody you need help and they have trained professionals 24 hours a day seven days a week that will talk to you get you some help you need um mm-hmm. everybody deserves to have their story told everybody deserves to be here to tell said story so don't feel like there's no one here for you there's always somebody you may not be readily avail- available or readily accessible but hey Put in the work, do the steps, and somebody can get to you to talk to you. So if you can remember those four things, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out help in a time of need, I promise you you're going to be okay. All right? So I'm going to hand it off to Alamo here. He's going to close it out, and then uh, we're going to wrap it up for the night.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. Jeez. Um, If you'd like to go ahead and catch us over on the the, uh, social media, you can catch us over at Facebook.com slash battle bros dot podcast you can also catch us on the instagram at battle bros underscore podcast you can find us over on the twitter um all you got to do is look us up under battle bro at battle bros pc um if you'd like to contact us you can contact us on either one of those platforms to include our Gmail, which is pc at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to catch us on the audio platforms, I recommend that just, you know, especially uh, if you're in vehicles all day. Uh, don't watch us on YouTube. That, that's kind of illegal. Um, but definitely don't catch it. T- yeah, definitely listen to us. Um, you could do that over on Spotify. You could do that on Anchor. Um which is now, I believe, uh Spotify for podcasters, interestingly enough. Um
0: they have remarketed and rebranded, so
1: correct. You can do that on um <clears throat> you could do that on um iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, and uh pretty much anywhere you actually catch podcasts. We're we are streamlined now, folks. Um we're because- out there,
0: we're semi famous. <laughs> I mean, a <laughs>
1: semi-famous. Yeah. If um, if you would like to catch us on a platform other than, say, the YouTube which you'd be watching us on right now, you can also catch us on Rumble.com, and in the search bar, go ahead and search "Battle Bros" all one word, lowercase, and you'll find not only our channel but you'll find every single episode that gets uploaded right onto the YouTube right there every single week um <clears throat> other than that i mean i i don't really got nothing else brother cool sorry just
0: check my phone's over your pain a little bit so uh, thanks again to everybody out there for uh watching whether it's your first time whether it's your uh, second or subsequent times for checking us out uh, we are humbly appreciative of you giving us support and love. Just remember, it's not always about you. It's about the person after you down the line that might need to hear the message. Um, That's right. Special shout out again to Josh Rhodes for uh, coming on the show and being our uh, guest host, uh, special guest and sort of pseudo guest host uh, for driving, the, helping us drive the conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate and that. Also,
1: and also enduring these knuckle dragon. Just- yeah. But, but he's, an, he's pretty a much a dragon yes. himself, man. <laughs> yeah, So he kind of gets where we're coming yeah. from. He, gets, he can, he can <laughs>
0: translate. Absolutely. So, yep. <laughs> um, thank you again to everybody. Um, you know, this is, there's, there's times when I complain about doing the show when I am like literally having to suck down like monster after monster caffeine. <laughs> They're like, people are going to be going, your cardiologist is like, uh, that's not healthy. I'm like, I survive on caffeine and rage. So I've got the one part. I just need to supplement the other. But like, I'd like even like I said, you know, because of this guy right here, you know, getting on here with very little prep time and just being like, dude, what do we got going on? It's like, oh, this is this, this. And like just getting jazzed up to do the show It is, you know, not trying to be weird, dude, but I want to tell you, like having, having you as a co-host and a partner, man, this is like the best thing since sliced bread. So thank you so much for getting us in into this, uh, into the deep end of the pool. Uh, so to speak, I am, uh, I'm very grateful for that. So thank you. Um, thank you to everybody that's helped us out down the road. Um, previously down the road, Brian, Gino, Tisha, uh, all the vets we've interviewed. Thank you to everybody. I'm just feeling really thankful right now. So I'm not trying to like, yes, the Oscars were on, but I'm not trying to thank everybody <laughs> under the damn sun. So, um, we will be back hopefully next week. Um, don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but I'm sure it's going to be another great conversation. So this has we been episode. Something. We got something. We got we got ideas. We got ideas for days. You know, we got we got no i. You know, we got no shortage of notions and things we can discuss. So we'll we'll figure something out. We'll we'll make it work. So that's right. Uh, thank you again for tuning in to episode 059, Faith of the American Warrior with special guest Josh Rhodes of the Cornerstone Church in Deltona, Florida. Thank you so much again uh, for being on the show. Um, this has been the Battle Bros Podcast with myself, Mac, and this handsome gentleman over here, Alamo. Thanks for stopping by, giving us a watch, a look, a listen, all that good stuff. We hope to see you again down the road soon. Check us out and just remember, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out help in a time of need. If you can do those four things, you are going to be okay, and you can uh, Charlie Mike.
1: So, until next time,
0: thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you down the road.
1: Battle Bros out.
3: That's a good